This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, welcome back to the Late Show News Talk 830 WCC. I don't know what this is, but this this sounds like it's something from the West Side. Man, we're going West Coast. We're going like old school Dre. I don't know if Andy Greeter from the Pioneer Press, if he enjoys him a little West Coast hip-hop. I'm assuming he does. What do you think, Andy? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a '90s hip hop kind of guy. You know, I'm more of a of a Jurassic Five kind of uh, most deaf. Those were maybe on my uh, Spotify most listened to when it comes to old school hip hop. For me, come on now, you 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 talking my language when you said most deaf? Come on now, most deaf. I'm with you, bro. How you been? I'm good, man. You? I'm doing awesome, man. I'm doing awesome, man. Happy to have you back here on the show. And I wanted to start the conversation tonight with, I think that I'm the outlier, Andy. And and, and just follow me for a second. I started the Mm -hmm. show tonight with talking about Dennis Evans and him wanting his release from the University of Minnesota uh, Gopher uh, men's uh, basketball program. Mm -hmm. I quite honestly, I like it. Now, I know that most Minnesota Gopher fans will say, well, what are you talking about? He's, He's highly rated recruit. He's this, he's that. In my estimation, okay, because I don't, I don't fall in love with rankings. I like to see, I like to put my own eyes on guys, right? I think that Dennis Evans the third is, and I've seen interviews with him. He's a, a really bright kid. Um, he seems like he's awesome. Um, he's got potential there. He's a good shot blocker, but I think that he's overrated as a basketball player. I really do. I, like he's tall, and and the physical stuff you can't, you know, what I'm saying like you just can't buy that height, right? And he's a he is a good shot blocker, but man, he is frail as can be, and he has no offense. Like he's very much like and his coordination overall. So my point in bringing this up is, I believe that Dennis <laughs> Evans the third coming here, I would have been fine with him if fans looked at him as a project because I believe he is a project. I think that Gopher fans though looked at him as this guy that was going to come here and just rechange everything about this program, and I just. I think that that's unreasonable expectations. And I said to myself, I guarantee you this. If he was to come here next year and he struggled and not play well immediately and fans saw that, they would want Ben Johnson on the next thing out of town. Yeah, I mean, we've talked on your show previously about how it's it's dangerous to put, you know, a savior status on any type of player. I think we talked about Isaiah Washington in the same kind of vein, a guy who is – you know, so highly lauded and, and thought of as, you know, this amazing type player. And then he saw that he was, you know, a, a freshman. He saw he was making an adjustment 
uh, to major college basketball. And it's dangerous when you have a rebuilding program to put your faith in, in freshmen that aren't McDonald's All-Americans, aren't that absolute blue chipper. I think there's a difference between who we're talking about in Dennis Evans and Isaiah Washington and and the real kind of no-doubters, the one-and-dones, the guys that can really undoubtedly change the program. I think we're talking about two different types of categories of players. And when it comes to rankings, I think it's important because you know, there's a five-star ranking and then there's a four-star ranking, a consensus four, and that's where Dennis was. Dennis wasn't in that McDonald's All-American type of tier. So I think it was difficult just given the struggles to always be like, man, next year, next year we're going to get him, we're going to get Dan Christie from Illinois, and then we're going to really turn the corner. And I think that's too much undue pressure on a young kid. That's way too much expectation that this is just a kind of a plug-and-play type of environment. And I think when you we can talk about some of the issues as to why he left, and I hope that we do because I have some insights on that. Yep. But I think if, if you're not willing to – to be here, to go through the long haul, to take your lumps, to be here for the right reasons, at the end of the day, maybe it's better that he doesn't come, where it's it's not about coming in and everything squeaky clean and shiny and new and rainbows and sunshine, because I don't think that's going to be the case. I think it's still going to be a struggle, even if Dennis Evans is going to be in here. And if you're not about the right things, then maybe it's you bid him adieu and you, and you go with, who is about those right reasons, even if it does delay a rebuilding process. Yeah, I just think that ultimately my whole point to go for fans out there, of which I'm one, because uh, I grew up on me and my buddies sneaking into the barn for a few games or whatever, just having fun, <laughs> is, 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 the, is the bottom line is that when I think about the the golden era of go for basketball, in terms of like in my lifetime, and when I felt felt uh, like I had the most fun of going and watching the Gophers and Coach Haskins' squads was v- right. Vashawn Leonard, I didn't care about a ranking. Willie Burton didn't care about a ranking. Bobby Jackson, you didn't care about a ranking. So I think that Minnesota Gopher fans have to get off of the, well, this guy was rated here. Stop thinking like that. We need players. I don't give a damn about the rankings because you can find guys all over the country. If they can play, they can play, and that's all that matters. But you just piqued my interest. I want you to give me the intel and the insight and what you're hearing about why um, things went the way that they went with Dennis Evans wanting to uh, get his yeah. release. Right, right. So I think, you know, there's a couple of facets to it, right? I think speaking with people that were around Dennis Evans, um, they looked at, at not the way that the season went. Obviously, they're on a 12-game losing streak, and they're going to finish bottom of the Big Ten. It was more so in how they were doing it. I think they looked at, hey, you're going to lose these battles in these games. You don't have the full roster, but try to win the war. Try to invest heavily in the freshmen, give them starts, give them huge minutes. Now you can say that, you know, the freshmen that they do have are starting in a, in a somewhat half degree, given two of the guys are regular starters. They are all getting freshman-wise 20 minutes. But I think people in Dennis Evans' camp were like, well, these guys should be starting all the games. These guys should be playing 30 minutes. Why are we not turning over the keys to all of these freshmen and just letting them take their lumps full degree, not even hedging some of the things and mixing in some of the veterans, the Terrace Samuels of the world, and not Jaden Henley? 
Now, Jane Henley is close with Dennis Evans and is also connected with Dennis's camp. And when Henley wasn't starting middle of the year, people in Dennis Evans' camp were like, why, why is that? What are you doing? Why is, that, why is he not part of the uh, major you know, focal point of this team, getting starting minutes and playing time? And, and I think I, I pushed back on that with the people that I talked to, and I said, these freshmen are getting minutes. These freshmen are starting most of the games. And you also need to try to be competitive. And you also need to play the right way. And you also need to be accountable in how you're doing things. And if you're making too many mistakes, you should sit down for a little bit. And I think that was one of the factors that was in play. And number two is national, you know, um, name, image, and likeness. That is something that is a part of what college basketball is today. And People in Dennis Evans' camp said that if he was about NIL, he wouldn't have signed with Minnesota in the first place. And I think that's true because I think the understanding is that the Gophers are doing things by the letter of the you know kind of law and the suggestion by the NCAA and not offering money to players before they arrive on campus, which is technically outside of the rules. But, co- but schools are doing it. We've heard about it multiple times. Um, and it was NIL a factor as they – continually had people chirping in their ear about what Dennis could do elsewhere. And it sounds like to them, it wasn't a driving factor. Now that doesn't mean that it wasn't part of the equation. I talked with other people that said the Gophers collective had put together a plan for Dennis Evans had had set aside a fund of money for him. And we're, we're, we're having meetings with Dennis Evans camp about what could be possible once he came to Minnesota in June. And those were some of the things that were out there, right? Like, was NIL a, a, a bigger factor as the process went on after he signed, uh, you know, a national letter of intent? Playing time was certainly part of something that they shared with me. Obviously, they, they weren't trying to, to make a big deal about it because they weren't in Dennis's stead, who's a very shy, introverted kid. Didn't want to burn bridges, but those were a few of the things that they were willing to to share with me and I was able to triangulate and talk with other people about kind of the, the new age college landscape and the old adage of how much does playing time matter. You know, I'm a little bit, I think I'd be a little bit turned off. This is just me personally. If Evans was, or him and his family were upset at the way that the rebuild was going this year, like, I'm sorry, this is a rebuild. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is, this is part of it. You're going to lose some games. And the reason why we covet you so, so, so much is because we feel like when you step foot on campus next year, you would be able to get us to another level. I, I just, you know, when I look at that and just hearing that, I'm like, that's not being rational. Like, I, I just, because there's one thing about developing young talent, and then there's the other thing about winning games. So it's not like you're just going to give every single freshman every single minute, every single game. Right. And by the way, they they got a lot more playing time this year because of some of the injuries to Dawson Garcia as well as Jamison Battle. So I just I don't understand that expectation there. Right. No, I, I agree. I agree. And, and to clarify, it wasn't the fact that they were losing. It was not turning all of the keys over to the freshmen. And yeah. I agree yep. with you. Yep. And, I, and, I, and I told people with Dennis Evans that, wait a second, like, you also need to try to play smart basketball. And you're also getting 20 minutes. You think you deserve just just because you're a freshman to play 35 minutes? Like, I, I push back on, on that notion. 
Um, but that was one of the things, one of the themes that came out in talking to them. And I think when you're looking at it, you need to try to be um, a developmental type program, yep. right? I think that's what the Gophers need to be. And if you're coming in and let's say whoever it is, let's say it's not Dennis Evans and you're getting beat back door on a cut in three of the last five possessions, you need to sit down. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you need to see, you need to sit down and the assistant coach needs to come over and be like, Hey, here's the coaching point. Here's what we need to do. You need to learn from it and grow from it. I, I don't think that, that building a competitive, smart, uh, sound program is just handing over the keys to somebody that is on the learner's permit. Yeah. You don't have your driver's license. Yeah. I, this is unreasonable expectations. And, and I'll say this. I'll say this to anybody, to their face. Um, and, and even if, if, if uh, Dennis Evans' family was listening right now, if Dennis Evans, anybody in his camp thought that he was going to walk into Dinkytown and play 30-plus minutes in the Big Ten next year, that I, I just don't see that happening. Like, like the, the, the Big Ten is a bully league, and just from his physical frame to his skill set, and I just, man, I, there's a lot there. So I, I'm not trying to beat this in the ground because – because the kid's not coming here anymore. Let me ask you this. Was there any, and we're talking to Andy Greedy from the Pioneer Press here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. Is there any um, insight or perspective as to where potentially he could pivot? Because a couple people had texted me something about Louisville. Yeah, I've, I've heard that as well. I know that they're, they're really in a, speaking of programs that are in yeah, the top. Yeah, they're in the same spot. Programs that are rebuilding. Louisville is uh, you know, maybe number one. <laughs> Bullet, yeah, also has much higher expectations. Exactly, and they do. They, they're different. They're in a different because they're it's Louisville, right? And and look, I love my guy Kenny Payne. Uh, met him years ago. Uh, good dude, and and I think that he will get the thing turned around. But yeah, they're in a very similar situation in terms of a rebuild. Yeah, I don't. I don't have. I, I was more looking back on the Gophers as opposed to looking forward when I was trying to report on this this weekend. <laughs> but yeah. I, yeah, I have, I have, I have seen Louisville mentioned. I think it's it, it'll be curious to see where he decides to go. And, and to your point, because we've we've shared this as well, given his his attributes on one side of the ball and his limitations physically and skill set wise offensively, it'll be interesting to see where he goes and how he develops. And obviously, this is a long play, right? I think th- this isn't the the end of the story. It's just the the next chapter in, in where the Gophers go with or without Dennis Evans and how Dennis Evans finds his way going forward. Yep. All right, so let's uh, pivot to Minnesota United FC. Um, uh, man, they, they get a victory on the road this past weekend, one nothing. Um, and nice to – first off, there's so much of me thinking about what's going on with Reynoso. What's going on with Reynoso? How long is he going to be out? When is he ever going to come back? And for them to go into that game without their yeah. best player or, or or name player and and come out of it with a victory to start the season, I think that, that uh that's awesome, man. Yeah, you know, I, I ran the numbers on so Reynoso's been with the team since September of twenty twenty. And in games when he doesn't play, he's been he's been a regular in the lineup pretty much since then. But in the games when he has missed, they have averaged less than a point per game. And when he's in the game, when he's playing, but he doesn't contribute a goal or assist, they get like a you know point and a half less than that per game. When he when he plays and when he scores, they get over two points a game. 
just to show the outsized influence that he has on this team. When he's in the lineup, they're much better. When he scores, they're even better. And last year he scored and assisted at a very high rate. So not having him because he's back in Argentina for personal reasons and the league has suspended them saying, you have, you have an obligation to be here. You should be here. You're suspended. We're not paying you. What are you doing in Argentina? You have the ability to come here. To have Minnesota United ignore and move on from that enormous distraction to be able to go on the road to FC Dallas, the team that they lost to in the playoffs last year, a team who was in the top four in the Western Conference, to go in there and get a shutout against a dangerous attack, to be able to find a goal and come away with three points was huge. And I think it just shows the overall character of what this team might be. Obviously, it's a long 34-game season, um, but it was just a great start for a team that has been dealing with nothing but conversations and questions and concerns and doubts about where they can be without Reynoso. And to be able to, to silence those on match day one was a great start for this franchise. All right, final thing for you, Andy Greeter from the St. Paul Pioneer Press here on The Late Show. Uh, man, I, I kind of feel like this might be – do you think this might be a big year for my guy to take a big leap in, in uh, goalkeeper uh, Dane St. Clair? Because I, I know that Dane is uh, – he loves it here. He's having a lot of fun here. Um, just a really uh, awesome young dude. But I, 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 feel yeah. like, I feel like the little taste of success that he got last year, I think he's kind of itching to go up next level with it. Yeah, I mean, if you look back at, at a year ago right now, he was passed over as the starter, even though Dane had huge success when they went on their big playoff run in 2020. And it was kind of issues in 2021 with, you know, who was starting him or Tyler Miller at 22 started the same way. And Dane was really frustrated the fact that he got passed over to start last year and Tyler got hurt and Dane stepped in and became one of the best shot stoppers in major league soccer and became an all-star. And now Dane doesn't have to look over his shoulder. There's a veteran, stable goalkeeper behind him, but this is really Dane's job, and he is the goalkeeper number one. He needs to become a bigger leader. He needs to become more mature. He needs to put the bat, the team on his shoulders a lot of times, um, and he's done that on the field. And, yeah, I think you know Dane is really looked at as one of the best young goalkeepers in this league, incredibly talented, was a part of the Canadian World Cup team, and he's really, you know, the future of his national team. He's really the, the goalkeeper uh, and the future of Minnesota United goalkeeping. So, yeah, it's, it's a huge week, a uh, huge season for him, and he wasn't really tested because the back line was so good against Dallas, uh, but he is, when he has been tested, he has stepped up. So it's a, it's a big opportunity for Dane because, you know, it's, what's interesting about soccer is this isn't the best league in the world. So if Dane can show himself to be one of the best goalkeepers at his age, 24, 25, he can go on and play in bigger and better leagues in Europe, and that's obviously the dream for all of these guys. Um, so Dane is, is at a pivotal point in his career. He's on the come-up. He's got the starting role. It's really his post, his gloves to wear, and it's his time to shine. Andy Greeter, St. Paul Pioneer Press. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Andy Greeter. But more importantly, check out his fine work for the Pioneer Press covering uh, Gopher Athletics as well as Minnesota United Soccer. 
Hey, Andy, man, always a pleasure. Yeah, take care, AJ. All right, take care. We'll see Andy at Allianz Field very, very soon. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We'll take a break. We'll come back. More Lake Show next. All right. Thanks again to Andy Greeter for being on the show with the breaking news or just to kind of some of the why of what went into Dennis Evans stepping away from the University of Minnesota. And if one of them is about freshmen and their lack of getting playing time this year, if that if that is indeed part, like, come on. What? You've got to be kidding me, dude. Like, seriously. This is the Big Ten. This is not some small... Co- freshmen don't get extended minutes like that all the time. Like, this is not possible. I mean, does he has he looked at the roster? Yeah, I, I think... That's not the Fab Five. No, no, it is not. I think, too... That's kind of another dangerous game that we're playing with some of these high-name recruits coming in. You know, we talk about these athlete, professional athletes having too much say in terms of personnel and playing time for other players. And, you know, they're having... And he's not even really that type of guy. He's not even that type of kid. That, that Like, ego, he's ego-less. Yeah. He doesn't have an ego. He's not really... Like, he's a very... He's very he's much quiet. a shy... Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. So, that it just... That kind of strikes you as a little odd, then, yes. it? For, for somebody to come you, out and say things uh, like that. But a lot of times in, 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 in... With these things, you got people that are part of your, quote, camp or close to you... They, I mean, they're in your ear a lot, man. So, you know, I'm not going to blame it on that, but I'm just saying. Sure. Well, yeah, you, you think it's like you're this person. You are so highly sought after. You should be able to have some influence into how things are done at this place. And I think I, I think that's no, that's no, I don't think that he I don't think that I don't think that that, that wasn't what, um, what that Andy was, was saying. That wasn't what Andy was intimating. He wasn't saying that that freshmen should have influence. What he was saying was he kind of from afar was looking like, why aren't these guys playing more? To me, that is a coach's decision. Like, 
Dennis Evans, with all due respect, you're not in practice. Well, every- and that's and that's what I'm yeah. saying. That's what I'm saying, though, that an incoming freshman should not have any sort of of input. You know what? I, like you shouldn't have somebody around you feeding you. But I'm not talking about input. That's not input. Is not what I'm talking about. That is that is his look at what's going on with the program, not input on the program. You see what I'm saying? There's a difference. There's a difference between a guy showing up on campus and saying, hey, I should get X amount of minutes. That's not what what's name was intimating. What he was saying was from afar, he's looking and he's evaluating and he's looking at the Gopher program okay. in a okay. certain way and like, well, why? It asking the questions out loud. Well, why isn't such and such getting more minutes? Or why is it, why isn't this guy playing? Why isn't it? And to me, okay, so that's more that hypothetical question than it is. That's just he's obs- he's observing. He's observing from a- yeah, okay, okay. yeah. But 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 my whole thing is like trust Ben and what he's doing. Either you do or you don't. And if you don't, then you got to go somewhere else. That's just the way the cookie crumbles. No, I, and I mean again, when you're putting all of your hopes and expectations on one guy, you got to be really really careful because. This isn't one of those programs that can well, just have one guy come in and fix everything. And the hopes were not just all put on him via the Gophers themselves. That wasn't it. I'm saying Gopher fans. I just felt like Gopher fans were so in this, like, this guy's the next, I don't know, Ralph Sampson or Ralph something. Ralph Sampson the like, third. come yes. on, man. Yeah, I know. What you got against Ralph Sampson the third? No, no, no. I didn't say Ralph Sampson the third. I said Ralph Sampson. Oh, okay. The Ralph Sampson. Yeah. Not the third. Hell. If Dennis Evans the third was going to be Ralph Sampson the third, then I don't think that we'd be making all a big hoopla (laughs) about this like this. Come on now. Stay with me, Chris. Come on. Stay with me, bro. Focus up. Stay with me. All right, let's take a break. We got weather coming up, and then let's talk some Timberwolves basketball next year on the Lake Show. All right, the Minnesota Timberwolves are running out of time. Absolutely running out of time. It's got to be frustrating for Wolves fans. I know that it is. It's got to be frustrating for for the players and for Coach Finch. It's pretty simple in my eyes. There's one player that Anthony Edwards has to turn into. There is a there is a, there is a, a star basketball player. That that I think that Anthony Edwards needs to take a page out of his book. Anthony Edwards, I thought, played terrible last night. He was off. And, and look, great players are going to have off nights. Ant has not looked right the last couple of games since the All-Star break. So, and we know he's phenomenal. We know how spectacular a basketball player he is. And Ant's getting a lot of attention. But this is what needs to happen. Ant has to be Damian Lillard. That's who he has to be. He has to have that shooter-shoot mentality. I don't care if you missed the first five. Come on, man. We all guns blazing here. This team is having issues scoring. When we did the show on Friday night, I was at Target Center. Chris was producing. What did Ant say in the postgame? He said, man, for some reason, we just can't score at the end of games. Well, Ant, do your thing, man. Do your thing. Handle your business. 
Because nobody's going to be mad at you. I'm not going to be mad. If you shoot more, I'm going to be mad at you? Of course not. Torian Prince is not available right now. And he's a nice piece off the bench. He's missed the last couple of games. Just go out there and just, just do your thing, man. Be Damian Lillard. I'm not saying literally be him because there's only one him. But you get what I'm saying? Like that mentality of attacking, attacking, attacking. Yeah. That's what he's got to do. Yeah, I, I, you're not wrong. I, I feel at, at this point, I think what concerned me the most about Friday night was that day, that uh, afterwards Anthony Edwards visibly, you know, he's frustrated, down. It was like, well, you know, what do you have to do? And And you mentioned it. And I'm glad that you mentioned it because it was something that I was going to was like, man, got to get big fella back. That's the first time that I've heard Anthony Edwards call for backup. His cry for help. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, that's, yes, yes. that was his cry for help. Like I, <laughs> I mentioned it on somebody. Friday. Yeah. Yes. And that's, and that's what I've said. It's like <laughs> that. I mean, I wrote literally cry for help. And you think about it, it's like, I just feel like, cause we talked about earlier. It's like, you know, early in the year, Anthony Edwards got to be the guy. Got to be the guy. You know, he's going to shoulder the load. Okay, he's shouldering the load now, and now it's becoming too much. But yeah, h- how do you manage being the alpha and being aggressive with also not being a chucker? Like, y- you can't just play hero ball because hero ball doesn't work. No. But at the same time... There's a difference between being Damian Lillard and aggressive and being just a chucker. And being being a James Harden sit there, dribble till two seconds left on the yeah, shot Yeah, but even clock. James Harden was able to get a lot accomplished. Yeah, he was, but I I feel like you got to ride that fine line with Anthony Edwards. But he he does he does look off. I feel like he's feeling the pressure right now. And I do feel kind of bad. Like We are expecting a lot out of him at this point to carry this team. At 21 years of age, it's like it's not fair the expectations that we're putting on Anthony Edwards. Yeah. And I, I feel like we should rein him back, but at the same time, no, you can't rein him back. He, he's an all star. No, I, I mean, for us, we need to rein back our expectation, but he's the best player on this team. Absolutely. Right and, uh, so, it's, it's, but, but I don't, but, but hold on. I don't think that, I don't think that we need to rein in our expectation on what Ant can be. Reigning in the there's a there's a difference reigning in there's a diff how do I want to put this there's a difference between expectation and realizing the reality of the situation. We understand the reality of the situation. He needs help. We 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 can understand that, but he can still continue to rise to the occasion and be the guy that we think that he's going to be. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, and I feel like Ant wants to be that guy. I feel like I get the impression anyway. I think he is that guy. That he, he's like, I, I want to be the guy to make these plays. And that's one of the problems that we've had with, you know, say Carl Anthony Towns. It feels like there are some players that maybe they don't want to be that guy. They don't want to be the guy with the ball in their hands to win that game. They, they don't want to be the one to have to make that decision. And Anthony Edwards, absolutely, he is. But, yeah, he's he's got to be smart about his shot selection. So when you say he's got to be Dame, are you talking about being selective with his shots? Are you talking? No, I'm talking like, about he has to be in the mode of understanding that that 
for this entire ball game, mm-hmm. I'm going to be that lead dog the entire time. That I'm going to, when it, when it comes down to, I got to get shots up, I'm going to mm-hmm. get those shots up. When I got to get my teammates involved, I got to get my, my teammates involved. He has to know that the entire time, he's got to be that alpha, like next level alpha. Like Damian Lillard said last night at the podium after the game. After he says, 71. He, said, he yeah. says, I'm not thinking about uh, just points. He's like, there was a stretch where I was like, man, I need to find my teammates because that's going to open it up for me at the end of the mm-hmm. game too. And he did that. So, like, this is the maturation process, and this is being cerebral. This yes. is this is yes. this is where this that is where agree. you're mentally you go next level. Mm-hmm. This is where because he's getting more double teams now. He's seeing triple teams. This is where he has to try to get other guys involved. And it's not just on Ant because once he it doesn't mean anything for him to be Michael Jordan. Then he pass out the Paxson and Paxson doesn't make the shot. Right? Yeah. It doesn't yeah, mean gotta, anything gotta for him to shot, make yes. for him to make the make the uh, move and then get the pass to Kerr and Kerr doesn't make the shot. It, that. that they don't win championships if those things don't happen. Right. But my point is, is that he's got to elevate his part, and then maybe that elevation in what he does will will cause other guys to kind of elevate themselves as well. Because we see that a lot of times. Yeah, and that's what takes a player from being a star to a superstar. Because we know that Anthony Edwards, I look at him, and I think that he's one of the most gifted players in the NBA. No question. In, in terms of just... Like the outside shot, like there's not a place that I look at Anthony Edwards when he gets the ball across midcourt. I'm like, I feel comfortable wherever Ant's got the ball. Baseline, top of the key, the wing, perimeter, you know, low block, free throw line, elbow, wherever. Like I feel comfortable with that. But, you know, maybe it is. It it is more of that maybe looking a step or two ahead. Maybe trying to figure out, okay, if this double is happening, where am I going to go? What do I have to do? And I think for the longest time, it's easy for somebody like him, at least the impression that I get, again, the impression that I get is that you can rely on your physical gifts, but now the rest of the league, maybe it's starting to catch up. So he's got to he's got to figure out this chess game, right? This chess game, it's now starting to be played. I mean, how much of that is on coaching, too, to develop situations where – Ant maybe isn't the, the primary scorer, but you know he's going to have the ball, and he's got to facilitate a little bit more. Because one thing we haven't seen him, at least I haven't seen him, is he hasn't been the he hasn't been the facilitator of the offense, right? He hasn't been the guy that's been bringing the ball up court. I've seen him playing a lot of off. Yeah, but it's Mike Conley. Mike Conley, that's his job. Well, and that's and that's what I'm saying though. I mean, do do you? No, that's Mike Conley's job. He's not the point guard. But didn't it work? Yeah, but you traded for Mike you, Conley. You did. Man. You did. You, you're you not did. playing Mike Conley off the basketball. No, no, I'm not saying you're going to play Mike Conley off the basketball. But D'Lo, for a point guard, loved to play off the ball. He, he it's like he didn't want to bring the ball up. But yeah, now you got Mike Conley, who's the natural point guard. And if you're trying to figure out how you're going to, you know, how you're going to get Ant to the next level, don't you have to figure out other ways that Conley's going to get him the ball, or where you know Ant's got to somehow get himself in a situation where. He's going to be able to have the offense run through him a little bit more. You talking about Finch? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I think that Finch is trying to figure it out because he's got a new point guard thrown in his lap now. You know, so I don't think that Finch just has all of the answers about that right now. But, but I don't. It's not. It's not about adjusting. Uh, 
Ant's going to adjust to everything that's going on around him, mm-hmm. or he should. He's he's going to have. He's going to gonna have to. But yeah. but but the now I'm not looking at him to be the point guard of this team. Yeah, Anthony Edwards can do whatever you need him to do. But we know his true position is playing a two three. Playing the two three, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. To me, he he works so great off the ball. But man, it's it it has been it's it's been hard to watch because you know how much this team is dependent on him. I just want that one big breakout game where we're all feeling better about the Wolves. Maybe that'll happen tomorrow. Final segment is coming up next here on The Lake Show. All right, we got some breaking news. And it's not good news if you're a LaMelo Ball fan. Uh, Sources are saying that it's being reported that LaMelo Ball has suffered a fracture in his right ankle. Uh, If that is indeed the case, uh, I think that LaMelo Ball would probably be done for the year. Mm. Yeah, it. I, I was, you know, monitoring that game and a couple of other things, and then all of a sudden, you get this report that, you know, apparently on a, a crossover dribble something where he went down, and I saw the words non-contact injury, and immediately, like the first thing that I'm thinking non-contact, you're thinking knee, and then immediately he was ruled out of that game, and now I mean, what maybe half hour later. We're now getting the the report, and that's quick. I, yeah, that is that is very quick. And a lot of times they'll say, "All right, MRI in the morning," or no, they know. Yeah, I, and maybe because this was a a bone and a fracture compared to a ligament, where you have to wait for that MRI. Man, it, it has not been a. Uh, it ain't been smooth sailing. No, it, it hasn't. It hasn't been a good night for you know superstars that could be out for an extended period of time because we're hearing the same thing about LeBron could be out for. Yeah, they're saying he could be out some weeks. Several but, but, weeks. But but him being out weeks is different than this. Like, I think this will be out for the season. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Charlotte is not close. And they're done to, anyway. Yeah, Charlotte's not close. Man, I just, I feel, I feel bad for the kid. Like, LeVar Ball has been, we haven't heard much from LeVar lately. No. Which is kind of nice. And you remember, you know, when it was Lonzo, and then you heard this kid LaMelo, and he's like, man, look. Mellow's even better than Lonzo. And Jello and yeah, yeah. Or whatever the other one's name, I can't. Was it? I, I uh, Jello. Yeah, let's call him Jello. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I can't remember his name. No, no, no. I, I, I don't know. What is his name? I don't know. I'm gonna look up. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Lonzo Liangelo, Liangelo, yeah, Liangelo, Liangelo. Wasn't he the uh, the kid from UCLA that yes, got that, into all that? And, and Trump had to get him out of China. Yes, <laughs> I'm sorry, you said it wrong, China. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I remember man. that he somehow got himself into a uh, over like some purses or something that he stole was... like some Gucci or some, some stupid man. Uh, I mean, yeah. But, uh, yeah, when you hear that LaMelo is, like, when you hear that he was better than, you know, and he talked Lonzo into being the, what, the number two or three pick overall, and LaMelo Ball's got some game. No, no, uh, no. I saw early on, I was like, yeah, he is going to be actually better than Lonzo. He's legit. He's legit. Yeah, yeah. All right, it's going to wrap up the show. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow night, 6 until 8.30, and then at 8.30, we jump into pregame for Wolves basketball. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.